Dude, that is the ultimate Saturday morning throwback. I know, I was like, you knew it was going to be a solid Saturday morning when that shit came on. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta take down the Egyptian gods. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Nothing to Play podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and working overtime. As always, it's your boy, Justin Time Carter. And this week, got one of my favorite boys back on the podcast. He uh, hasn't been on since episode 13, and then with the three-month hiatus, you know, that really didn't help. Tanner Coat. Ooh, what up? Ooh, episode 13. <laughs> I feel special. I know. Lucky number 13. And it was Friday yeah. the 13th yesterday. Coincidence? It- I think not. <laughs> Definitely not. And during the worldwide apocalypse, I think it was just perfect timing. <laughs> Dude, it's been fucking crazy. Like, I know I, I myself am also fucking sick of just hearing about because everyone's talking about that you can't go on Facebook and scroll like down the page without running into the coronavirus. But, you know, it's like yesterday after fucking work, we went because we're fine. Like, we have plenty of paper towels we have i think enough toilet paper or whatever but um we need like more bottled water and like (laughs) we couldn't find any last weekend and then this weekend so it was like after work we went to a couple different places to try and find fucking water even like went to lowe's and they had paper towels but they didn't have toilet paper or water or anything like that uh but we like drove all the way out to near the target that i used to work out in bumfuck scottsdale and on the way there, there's a fries, and we stopped at that fries, and they actually had bottled water. So we got some bottled water for like us and for Megan's mom and stuff. But like I know Matt is out of like running out of toilet paper. Megan's mom's running out of toilet paper, and we've yet to find like a place that like has toilet paper. Not even for us. I'm like we're trying to fix shit up for other people. Yeah, bro. I've I've got one spare roll left and my wife's been online all morning looking at like stock at places and she's like, oh, the target across the street from us actually has toilet paper in stock. So before this podcast, I went over to Target and there was a I walk in and there's just like eight people walking by with like carts full of the shit. And I'm like, oh, God, are there going to be any left? And I walk down there and there's like a massive conglomerate of people. And there was just a Target employee who was just handling the masses. And they were literally just bringing the pallets into the floor. And she would open up the boxes and hand them to people. And, uh, yeah, I watched her go through the very last box of TP they had. And then they cut off me and 20 other people that were in front of me. <laughs> so it was a it was a failed trip. So, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Like, I've been looking on Amazon. And they're completely out on Amazon. And then even last night, it was to the point of desperation. I was even, like, looking up bidets on Amazon, and they're out of bidets on Amazon. (laughs) Well, yeah, as soon as, like, the first person, like, brought it up on Facebook, you know everyone and their mom went on fucking Amazon and, like, bought out all the stock of that, too. It was just, like, all the affordable bidets. Like, if you can get a $300 bidet if you want, but (laughs) but anything that's, like, under 100 bucks, dude, those are gone. Yeah, dude, it's wild. Like, yeah, we were out until fucking... We didn't get home until 8 last night going around doing that shit. 
I'm just like, dude, like, it's ridiculous. And then I see people this morning uh, saying that, like, they were waiting outside of Fry's before they fucking opened at, like, 6.30 a.m. just to, like, be one of the first people to get in and, like, get toilet paper, which they did. But it's like, cool. I was like, we're going grocery shopping tomorrow. So I'm like, I guarantee you they're still not going to have toilet paper <laughs> tomorrow morning. Oh, when they we, won't. When we go grocery Well, from shopping. everything I've been saying, I haven't gone. I haven't left my house in like four days. <laughs> it was like the first time I left last night. But like, um, yeah. Like, I've been seeing all these posts and it's like, they're just ramshacking the shelves of like everything. Like, even just like normal food and shit is like empty in the stores right now. Oh, yeah, dude. When we went to Fry's last night. It was packed, and, like, people were, like, buying out, like, even at Sam's Club, they were buying diapers, like, people with just pallets of, like, diapers and shit, and because there's no water, there's no paper towels, like, the entire aisle, they just have blocked off, and it's just empty, (laughs) like, it's all gone, and, uh... Maybe that's the solution, maybe we just need to start uh, getting Depends and wearing diapers, and then we'll just use wet wipes to clean ourselves. (laughs) Right? Like, that's what it's getting ready to come down to, but yeah, that's like... Megan hasn't really been, like, I I haven't been worried about the coronavirus itself or anything, and neither is Megan, but, like, all of a sudden, like, yesterday, she's, like, worried about all the fucking crazy people just buying up everything, like, with the food and shit like that, like, everyone's just hoarding, like, starting to hoard... Now that we're out of, like, those th- main three resource whatever, everyone's starting to hoard other shit now because they can't get water, paper towels, or yeah, anything. Well, what can I get? Okay, I'll get an industrial box of saltine crackers. Stop me. <laughs> right? I'm just like, god damn, dude. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty miserable. <laughs> I, like, even, like, a week and a half ago when I went to the grocery store, they didn't have toilet paper then. I'm like, eh, I'll be okay. And uh, <laughs> it, has, it, it hasn't gotten better. <laughs> it's gotten worse. But, yes, besides uh, wading through the apocalypse, have you been? Bored. Just working, like, all the time. And then, like, this, like, a week ago, uh, like, last, not yesterday, but the Friday before, like, our work told everybody, like, don't come back to the office on Monday. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I worked from home a lot last year, so I was ready for it. But I've never done, like, a, like, a, I was doing, like, four tens when I was working from home. And I did, like, two days in the office last year. But, like, doing, like, five days in a row and then i also happened to have signed up for like a boatload of overtime this week so i've just been working like 13 hour days at my house so i just haven't left at all <laughs> it's just been like storming all week so like i've just done nothing but work for the last several days last night i finally left the house because like i was getting i finally finished work i'm like i'm not doing overtime today i'm finally gonna take a break And then my wife texted me when she was coming home because she was one of the seven crazy people who were still going to the office this week. And they told them yesterday, it's like mandatory now. Like we won't be seeing each other till May at the earliest, (laughs) everybody at work. So like, uh, she can't, she texted me on the way home. She's like, be ready. When I get home, we're going to go get tattoos for Friday the 13th. And, uh, (laughs) I've never done that before because I'm always in the mindset. I was like, I don't want to wait in line for hours for a small tattoo. I'd rather just pay full price and not have to deal with this shit. But, uh, it wasn't a bad experience. Uh, like we did end up having to wait like four hours, but it like zipped by and we were just going to like little restaurants around and stuff. So it wasn't too bad. What'd you get? Uh, I got a film slate. So like, uh, commonly known as like a clapper on uh movie sets 
<laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Cue in the the take and the roll and the sound and all that shit. So yeah, I got that on my arm now. It's fairly decent size. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't thirteen dollars. It was thirty. But uh, I'll take it. You're like funny. It I was... didn't realize it was Friday the thirtieth. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, they kind of got swindled. I mean, we've had like three Friday Friday the thirteenth in the last like six months or something. It's been like insane. So I feel bad for those artists. <laughs> I had to put up with that hell so many times in like a fairly short period of time. But yeah, I mean, as as my overall first experience with something like that, I wasn't bad, but I'd just prefer to stick to the traditional way of getting tattoos. I'll pay a hundred bucks and just get a really nice one and not have to deal with the bullshit. Yeah, it was like our next appointment is next Saturday. I think, and uh, it's funny because, of course, it's the day after Animal Crossing is going to be coming out. So I'm going to get Tom. Oh, perfect gonna, timing. Exactly. I'm going to get Tom Nook on the inside of my arm right here. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Are you guys still, like, commuting to Cali to do those or no? Uh, Stephanie is actually not in California anymore. She moved back here, so her, like, little shop thing is Sweet. out in, oh, God, where the fuck is it? It's not. I mean, it's still, like, a little bit of a drive. I mean, not it's not California drive. It's maybe, like, half an hour. It's, like, I want to say, like, out in, like, Buckeye or, like, something like that. But it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah, definitely better than California. Yeah. Like, def- I, wasn't super in, I wasn't super into the sheets they had for the deals last night. I almost got, they had, like, a Gonzo the Great from the Muppets. And I almost got that. And I was going to have him, like, creepily stare at my Mickey Mouse tattoo. But I talked myself out of it. Once I saw the film slate, I'm like, that's more appropriate. I'm just not really the type to have like really obnoxiously creepy and strange tattoos. Like I don't want to have to explain that to my kids one day. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's funny too, because like we took a trip to Washington back in November and I got my first like sketch tattoo. Because like every tattoo I'd gotten before, I went to like somewhere like super professional. And, like, I'd done a ton of research, and they're pretty pricey, but, you know, I'm always a, a believer in the mindset of you get what you pay for. Right. So, <laughs> like, I've always gone to, like, really, really nice places, and this was, like, we were in a small town in Washington, and we were just looking around uh, for somewhere to get, like, Washington or foresty tattoos or whatever, and we went, like, one place, they were, like, assholes, and we walked in, and we're like, all right, fuck you guys, and we just went to, like, several others. And we just started running out of steam. And we're like, well, we'll just stop at this place. And it was like a hole in the wall. And <laughs> it was by far the most painful tattoo I'd ever gotten. Like, it was like, it hurt, dude. It was like she was like scraping my skin off. And like, uh, yeah, the results uh, a few months later were not as, uh, not super spectacular. So I've got my first like kind of like shitty tattoo. I'll have to get reworked at some point by somebody else. <laughs> well, let me see what you get uh it's i can't really show you it's like on my leg but it's like i could send you a pic but it's like uh they're like mountains and trees okay it's like a typical like nature type of deal and it's like symmetrical with my other calf uh like a harry potter tattoo but Uh like the lining is like the shading is bad on the mountains and like one of the trees 
just looks like a massive bush because there's no like trunk on the bottom of it <laughs> so it's just like it's just like flat on the ground the leaves are out and it goes up pine but there's no fucking stump or, tr- or trunk to see so it's just like a really tall bush standing next to the mountains you're like oh boy my first cover-up <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i've thought about it ever since i got it like yeah this is definitely gonna get majorly reworked at some point in my life it's not a it's not a, an important thing right now but yeah definitely my first uh semi-regrettable tattoo that's for sure oh man um yeah i was like i'm excited to get tattooed next weekend but yeah dude i've been working a fuck ton of overtime too this <laughs> this week when i approved my time card it said that i had uh for my two week or whatever paycheck it's like 93 hours so i put in like 13 oh, yeah. plus hours of overtime <laughs> this week absolutely yes yeah and it's kind of good timing like i put in like 22 hours of ot this week so i'm at like 62 on the week or something like that or 66 i worked a bunch last week but uh i mean a good timing because we're about to be in a financial crisis so right like i was i was having a big conversation about this yesterday because like we really want to get a house but uh my wife didn't want to buy because she doesn't want to live in arizona so we didn't want to get like stuck here but like there's a good chance the housing market's gonna crash along with the economy this year so I'm like, if the houses are really cheap, maybe we should just buy, <laughs> like guaranteed to make money a couple years down the line. Well, I was like, as someone who works in mortgage, the rates are at an all-time low right now. Hell yeah. And it's That's wonderful. Been... It's probably going to go lower uh, this year. Yeah, dude, it's been crazy. Like, I can't even tell you how many people, like, because we've been swamped at work because of that, and then with the rates dropping people who like refinanced their houses and shit like a year ago are coming back now and like trying to do it again to get lower rates and stuff because the rates are just plummeting. And so we've had so many files or like loans that are even like in process that are just like trying to like reapp and stuff to get lower rates. And it's just been a fucking madhouse. But it's like with that, there's also been the other negative side of it of like, appraisers and stuff trying to like go to houses and people won't let them in because of the coronavirus so like appraisals aren't getting done and people are like canceling loans like mid loan like mid application whatever because of the coronavirus they're like yeah we changed our mind we don't want to buy uh a house anymore because of the coronavirus going on we'd rather just keep it's our a home. reason to buy a house that's the you gotta stay away from people you might you want to be comfortable when you're bunkered down somewhere <laughs> yeah we've even had notaries who were supposed to go like to the person's house to sign and stuff and it's like either the notary didn't show up because they didn't want to go or they wouldn't let the notary like in the house whatever to like do the signing so it's like we've had shit cancel like that too so it's been pretty crazy that's wild are they allowing you guys to work from home uh i fucking wish uh right now uh like underwriters and stuff could work from like they've always been able to work from home and then recently like uh one of the processing teams has laptops and stuff so they're able to work from home as well but like megan's team and stuff like 
they haven't been able to work from home and it's like we we can't either like closing can't uh but what i guess they're kind of trying to do right now is uh set up i guess they're going to do an update here in like the next week or so to the computers like to have the capability to do that and like because schools are shutting down and shit so people with kids are like having issues coming to work because there's no one's yeah. home to watch <laughs> yeah if so, there's no daycares in schools what the fuck are you supposed to do with your children <laughs> exactly so what they're having them do basically is like come to work and just take the computer and like monitors and everything and just take all that shit home and like set it up and work from home basically so our work was insane they like didn't want us to take our monitors and stuff so they're like give us your address we're buying you new monitors and equipment and shipping it to your house <laughs> and then they just like amazon that shit within like a day to everybody well yeah like, cause that's, i'm like i was it's like, a lot of money <laughs> yeah i was like that's our thing is because like everyone uses three monitors so it's like I, oh okay yeah we're rocking two three is uh kind of a harder thing to tackle there yeah i was like for like all our different programs and stuff like i don't think i could do i mean i could probably make do with two but it's like one of those things where three it just makes everything so much easier because on mine and stuff i get so many fucking emails too like i have one of my monitors shifted like vertically so i can see like 40 emails at once so it's like easier to oh go that's through. smart and like to look at docs and stuff it's easier to just have it open on like that screen so instead of having to scroll a bunch i can just have the full page open at once to like look at stuff Perfect. Yeah, we got an e- an update email yesterday, and because uh, we just like had a new building built in Tempe, and yeah, we were supposed to move into it in like April or May, and then they just emailed us yesterday and they're like we will not be reconvening in person until earliest in May. So it's like now I gotta get my office in order because it's a goddamn mess right now because we like desperately need a house we have no room in our place so like my office is just like a pig style we've got like a tv and a computer and all our christmas gifts on the floor because <laughs> we have no room to put anything like we got some gifts and I'm like I, I literally have nowhere to put this like my closet's like tetris to the max I'm, like just covered in shit so like we desperately need a bigger place dude that's like a I've been, I'm, like, a little weird, too, because, like, we're supposed to go to, uh, for my birthday, we're supposed to go to Disneyland and, like, Universal Studios and stuff in May, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm hoping uh, by April, <laughs> like, this is, like, not yeah. as crazy. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd hope that by then they'd have something in play. Yeah, we've got a trip to L.A. and Six Flags in June. And then a trip to New York in December. I'm really glad we didn't end up booking that Japan trip this year like we were planning on doing. Well, yeah, see, we we booked our Japan trip. We're supposed to be going uh, last week of October, first week of November. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's later yeah. on, so you should be fine. But, yeah, I'm like, um, man, I hope it's uh, cleared up by then. Because, <laughs> I mean, we bought the insurance on the flight and stuff, too. So it's like, luckily, if god forbid like we couldn't go at least like we're not out the like two grandish whatever for our plane tickets but yeah well i mean the airline should be responsible for that that's insane it's not people's fault that there's a global crisis going on and we're not allowed to travel right it's funny like all this shit broke out like my sister-in-law and uh 
some of my other in-law family they're over in iceland right now they went uh like uh on monday and like the day they were there is when they announced like oh hey shutting down travel and stuff and then they have to be in quarantine for two weeks when they come back and they have to get tested and all this shit uh well dude that's like uh it's just all over facebook and stuff recently there was with because gdc got canceled and like e3 got canceled and all these different game conventions got canceled and stuff and it's like you know people had like their hotel bookings and flights and like whatever and especially people from like other countries and stuff that were paying like an arm and a leg to fly out to like gdc if they didn't get the flight like insurance stuff i mean there's no gdc to come out to now so it's like they can't like cancel like their flight so it's like they just yeah absolutely the the ticket I have some friends where there's like this this artist his name I think his name's Orville Peck or something like that. Orville something. I want to say it's Orville Peck. And um they he had a concert here on Monday and our friends for some reason they were fought, flew to Oklahoma cuz he's kind of like a like a hipster country act type of type of deal. Okay. They went to, they had tickets and they flew to Oklahoma, didn't go to the Phoenix show. The Phoenix show happened. The next day, they canceled like all concerts, <laughs> and they flew to fucking Oklahoma for no reason. <laughs> uh, it's sad, but that was one thing I was talking about too yesterday. Is like I've had such abysmal luck this year trying to get concert tickets for like literally anything I wanted to go to, and now I'm so stoked that I missed out on all those because now they've all been canceled <laughs> or moved. So I'm like, hey, I'm not in the hole like hundreds of dollars waiting for this to be rescheduled. <laughs> so it worked out well, but yeah, I was completely. Uh, unsuccessful at getting any event tickets that i wanted to this year yeah but it worked out yeah i was like i'm glad i didn't like submit to indicate or get tickets to gdc or anything like that this year (laughs) because obviously that wasn't going to uh pan out well like i know matt i was talking to him yesterday and he was kind of upset because for his card game and stuff you know he was planning on going to like different expos and stuff to show off the card game in like portland and like he just did the one in vegas and stuff like that and he was planning on i think going to like i don't think he was going to gdc maybe he might have been i don't know but with all these like things canceled he's planning on you know doing the kickstarter in may for his card game and it's like they're all the events to show it off to help like build the hype for it and like get that like fan base going and stuff have all been canceled so he's like well, even like the local events and stuff here, it's like, you know, Phoenix Comic Con's probably going to get canceled and all this shit. So he's like, fuck, like, you know, what are we going to do yeah. now? To, like, I noticed there. Yeah, the second half of 2020 is going to be lit. <laughs> like, every rescheduled event and movie and whatnot is just going to be like packed on, packed on, packed. Dude, I was pissed that A Quiet Place 2 got pushed back. I was so excited for that. And then, yeah, man. Sony, uh, Universal, and Disney have canceled all their releases for the next two months, dude. It's going to be a ghost town. Uh, you might as well freeze your A-list account because there ain't going to be nothing to see. <laughs> I was like, speaking of which, I just went and I saw I saw Invisible Man recently. Oh, yes, dude. It was fucking amazing it was, it was so like, good <laughs> dude it was it. it was so good man like i was blown away by how good that movie was it was the best horror i've seen in a good while yeah it was, like it was amazing my only gripe about it was that uh whenever the suit 
became a, 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 a spoiler alerts for people who are yes, uh, haven't right. seen it's invisible man spoilers but it's like spoiler but not really like spoilery but just like whenever oh because i did say so all right yes spoilers yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I forgot it's not uh it's not like any previous iteration of the invisible man let's Correct. say that but yes when <laughs> he becomes visible at certain points and it makes that like fucking annoying mechanical sound thing like we saw it in imax and it was like yes. that sound was like nails on a chalkboard to me and i was like god damn it like it's Dude, so it was so loud. clever it was so clever because it was going on the first like hour plus of the movie and i never could figure out what it was yeah and then when you see the reveal of what how he was actually accomplishing this and like fuck that is so smart oh i loved it Dude, and you know me, you've seen horror movies with me, and I'm just, like, a stickler. Like, I don't get freaked out or tensed or free. Like, I'm just a fucking robot watching horror movies, dude. But the paint scene got me, dude. I jumped out of my seat with the paint scene. Like, <laughs> dude, I was <laughs> it got like, me the good. The part that made me jump and scared me the hardest was at the very beginning of the movie when she's walking through the house and she kicks that fucking dog bowl across the floor. Yeah, that was intense. That's, that was a yeah, tense that scared scene. the shit out of me, especially because I've done that. I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the night I've done that where Megan's like, go get me a bottle of water or something from the garage. And I'm like walking through the dining room and I kick a fucking dog bowl full of food across the floor. And I'm just like, fuck. And it like hit my foot. It scares the shit out of me. And that's the brilliance too, like that opening scene. Like you, there's no dialogue. Like you don't have the context of what's going on, but like you see how she is acting to this man, like sleeping in the bed, and just how mortified she is with like every action uh, she conveys and stuff. And it's like all that scene tells you everything you need to know about the backstory without having a lick of detail or actual information. But you know, this guy is a fucker that you are to be scared of and like it it plays well like i i adore that movie it was so well made well and that's what was crazy was i was trying to think of another like the other closest movie i could think of that like after i watched invisible man and came out of the theater i felt the same way i felt after i watched uh requiem for a dream the first time where i just felt <laughs> fucking awful because it's like the movie wasn't even scary. It's like, I just felt bad for her throughout, like, 90% yeah. of the movie. I'm just like, dude, like, the shit that she's going through that's not her fault and, like, she's completely out of control of. I was like, it just broke my heart half the movie watching her have to deal with everything. Dude, and and the uh, the director who was the uh, Andrew, I can't remember his last name. He's the guy, he wrote the Saw and Insidious movies and stuff, and he was the... He was he was the one of the two guys in the original Saw that was chained up, not the famous one, the other guy. He's yeah. the writer, and yeah, he directed this movie. Nice. And um, he did a really cool technique in this movie where he they do those slow pans, and then the camera would just sit on a set for like forty seconds, and you're just sitting there waiting to see if anything moves or if there's some invisible motherfucker just standing there. And then oftentimes there, it, nothing would happen. Yeah. Or like you'd just be sitting there and it'd just be something really subtle and moving and then you'd be like, whoa. And that was such an effective trick that they used. And it just, he did that constantly. It'd just be like the camera would just sit there staring at nothing and you'd just be like, 
the intensity in your brain and like is this bastard there like what's gonna happen like it was oh i loved it yeah it's like i know in the uh, paranormal activity movies they would do that a lot too where it's like you're just staring at nothing for a long time and then like maybe like the subtlest thing will happen and i remember when i watched uh paranormal activity three for the first time uh they had one of hey the- i remember that i was there <laughs> yeah they had- that was one of the few occasions i was being a pussy about a movie <laughs> yeah they had where the dude set up a camera on he like assembled this like oscillating fan thing or whatever he like disassembled it and then had the camera on the oscillating fan part so it was panning between like the two rooms like that back and forth and the chick or whatever is on the phone talking and she's like going between the kitchen and like wherever. And so sometimes you don't see her and like sometimes and it's like panning back and forth. And uh, you're like wondering what's going like, cause if she's on the phone at one point and then she like stops talking and she's standing there and you're like sitting there trying to realize like, what is she like looking at? Like what's going on? And she's standing in the kitchen and then all of a sudden like the table, you don't realize it at first, but the table and like everything that was in the kitchen is like gone now and then it all just like falls from the ceiling at once and like slams on the ground and scares the shit out of you. But at first, you like don't really you're like what like what is she looking at? And then you realize oh fuck like everything that was in the kitchen is gone. <laughs> and it just like fell all at once. Yeah, man, horror. That's like the way to go. Trying to break in, man. Like it's a lot of reactions you can get from an audience with simple tricks, and then they're cheap as fuck to make. So they're like guaranteed to make money if you can get distribution. It's the way to go. But they could do some really inventive things. Like, I, mean, I really loved, you know, James Wan stuff. You know, I loved Insidious and The Conjuring, the main franchise films, not the spinoffs. But yeah, um, yeah. I was like, speaking of which, the other movie that I went and saw in theaters recently was a, uh, it was was it Braun, The Boy Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Have you seen the? That's boy- a that's a Conjuring spinoff, right? No, no, no it's not. No, 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 that's Annabelle. I'm thinking of Annabelle, yeah. <laughs> the other doll movie. Yeah, but- uh, yeah. No, I remember Chantel. She wanted to see the boy, the original one, when it came out, and uh, I refused because it looked terrible. Okay. But this new one looked a lot better. This one, I saw the trailer for. I'm like, hey, that actually looks like fairly well made. So have have you seen the boy one? No, I haven't. Okay. So I was like, I guess spoilers if you haven't seen, because I had never seen The Boy 1, but like my friend Jonathan, who I go see the movies with and stuff, he wanted to go see The Boy 2, but neither one of us had seen The Boy 1. So I was like, okay, fuck, well then I'll download it and we'll just watch it before we go to go see The Boy 2 so I'm not like completely left in the dark as to what the fuck's going on. And I had heard of, like I'd seen pictures and like whatever of, the boy one, I knew it was like a doll, and I assumed it was similar to Annabelle or whatever, that the doll's like possessed or something, like, you know, is weird with the doll. And I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I had zero expectations when I watched the first one. I thought it was going to be like, I was like, whatever, you know, it's going to be kind of like Annabelle. And like the last 20 minutes of that movie absolutely made it, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Good. That's because cool. So the like whole twit. So the whole time, you know, it's like the doll moves, but it only ever moves when no one is like watching it because he's shy or like whatever. And you assume the spirit of this like family's like kid or like whatever is in this doll because the whole premise is some nanny chick or whatever comes to the UK to basically like 
do like a nanny gig and she finds out that the boy she's supposed to be watching is actually this doll and she thinks it's like a joke at first and this family's like no like your job is to babysit like brawn this doll but they don't call him that. they think of him as like a boy and she's like oh okay like this is weird and i kind of feel like i'm taking advantage of this family by doing this but whatever and then the doll starts like weird shit starts happening you know and the doll starts moving and stuff when like nobody's watching it and she's convinced that like you know the doll something's like going on with the doll that the doll's real or whatever but in the last like 20 minutes like her like ex abusive boyfriend whatever comes is trying to get her to come back to the u.s and do whatever and he ends up breaking the doll and like just shatters its fucking head because it's like a porcelain doll and like the lights kind of start to flicker and you're like oh i'm like okay yeah now like the spirit's loose or whatever and it's gonna be whatever and he hears something and there's like noises coming from like upstairs and shit and he like puts his ear to the wall where this mirror is and he's like i can hear something and the fucking mirror explodes and this fucking dude who's like 20 like 9 and wearing this doll mask comes bursting out the fucking wall and starts beating the shit out of him and then grabs a piece of the fucking doll face and stabs him in the neck and you find out that the doll was never possessed the boy or whatever their son who burned the fire but he's been alive the entire time and just living in the walls of the house <laughs> and he's the one who's been moving the doll when nobody's been watching and so it was never possessed it was just being manipulated by him and he's fucking crazy and so after the doll broke he went ape shit and started fucking like murdering everybody in the house jesus that's uh different <laughs> yeah so i was like that surprised the shit out of me and i was like dude that is fucking awesome and then of course at the end it shows like the doll kind of being glued back together and stuff like that so i was actually pretty hyped for the second one because i was like i was completely surprised by the first one so i was like dude this is probably going to be kind of cool i like the first one and regret kind of sleeping on it and i fucking hated the second one Oh, yeah? I will tell you why I hated the second one. Lay it on me. Yeah, spoiler. Because, yeah, spoilers for the second one, but everything that was cool about the first one with the dude manipulating the doll and everything, it's like they took that and threw it in the fucking garbage because that's not anything that happens in the second one. The second one, all of a sudden, like, the doll does have, like, some demonic presence shit to it and compels people to do shit and the doll's been there throughout the ages and has like caused kids to like or kids or people or whoever to like murder their family and like do whatever in the name of doll and there's like all these pictures from like 19 like 12 and shit with like the doll and like whatever so then they kind of did this whole almost annabelle-ish thing with it that didn't exist before and i'm like really like, you had this cool concept in the first movie that it wasn't the doll. It was this dude who apparently died or something. Like, they never, they only brought him up briefly that, like, oh, yeah, he was living in the walls and then he passed away or something. And it's like, okay, so they just completely wrote all that shit off. And then the doll, even though its face was, like, glued back together and shit, it looked brand new. Like, it was never broken. <laughs> and then they break it again. So this is the same doll. Yeah, this it was. Is, the, it is a It's a continuation of the last movie. Yeah, it was the exact same doll because the whole premise with this movie was that this family um, had 
someone like broke and entered into their condo place, whatever, and like beat the wife and like traumatized the child so he doesn't speak anymore. And so to get out of the city, whatever, they want to go to like live on the countryside for a little bit to like kind of regather themselves. And they end up living at this guest house on this property. And of course, the property is where the first movie took place. So they're like living at the guest house. So I was, I initially, I was like, okay, well, the creepy dude who's living in the walls in the house is going to like do shit to them or whatever in this guest house now or whatever. But because the kid found the doll buried out in the woods on the property and stuff. But no, yeah, the nothing ended up happening. Like there was no dude manipulating the doll. The doll, I guess, like, and this time you actually saw the doll, like, move and stuff without someone doing it. And I was like, that never happened in the first movie. And all of a sudden, now the doll's doing this shit on its own. And then when they break the doll in, in this movie, instead of, like, oh, like, nothing happened, you know, in the first one, the doll broke. Besides the dude coming down and going ape shit, like, there, nothing happened. But when the doll broke this time, there was, like, maggots and shit under it. And it had, like, it caused this dude to, like, levitate and had, like, demonic power and, like... I'm like, this. none of this was in the first movie. And I'm like, why did you feel like the need to like fall back on this like kind of stereotypical horror trope when you had a good thing going for you in the first movie? God damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so that kind sometimes of... Sometimes when they swing for the fences, it works, and sometimes it's just pretty wacky. Yeah, so it kind of like broke my heart that I was like, I had no expectations for the series, and then the first movie made me excited for the second movie just so it could like rip it away from me again. That's a bummer, man. Yeah. I was like, have you seen anything uh, recently? Um, I haven't seen a lot recently. Um, besides Invisible Man, um, last weekend I saw Onward, the new Pixar movie. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, I had pretty low expectations because I didn't think it looked very good. I didn't really like the character design or the, the concept. kind of seemed like more like a DreamWorks movie. And that's essentially what we got, like, as soon as the movie finished, when I came out, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to forget everything about this movie in like two hours. And uh, it's almost a week later, and I can barely tell you what happened to that movie. I just know that it was uh, not quite on the level of Pixar's typical quality. Well, and that's what was so weird, too, because like for like marketing and stuff, they were pushing like they were pushing harder for this than they were Frozen 2 and shit marketing wise. And then all of a sudden, like, every time I saw a trailer for it, it was like, it's like, Pixar and Disney. It's like, guaranteed to make you laugh and cry. And it's like, they were forcing it so hard. And I was like, they were pushing, they were pushing the feels so hard in the marketing. Like, they're like, yeah, you'll be so great. And I'm like, it's not, dude. The, The weird thing about the movie is there's just barely any plot. Like, I mean, everything that you see in the trailer is what you can anticipate from the film. And everything plays out pretty much exactly how you would expect it to. Like, I couldn't tell you each one of those steps because I've already forgotten the entirety of the film. But I know that it wasn't anything special, that's for sure. Yeah, like, I, Toy Story I, 4 was surprising last year. Like, it was better than I anticipated. I don't think it's a highlight of the series, but I still think it was pretty good. Yeah, I knew as they were pushing, like, it so hard on, like, it being emotional and stuff. I was like yeah i'm like nah i'm not gonna go waste my yeah time. y'all like, have never had to do this before people just cry when they watch wally they don't have to be told like oh wally's gonna change your life you're gonna be busting out the tissues 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I definitely noticed that as well. They're very heavy handedly trying to push for this thing, and it's also just an act of desperation because like it did not well uh, in comparison to most of their other releases. So they kind of did like a pivot with their marketing where they're like doubling down on that real hard, kind of like uh, the Birds of Prey situation from earlier this year where it didn't do that well the first weekend. They're like, all right, we got to, we got to make some moves here to try and get people in the theater. They're like, it's the name. People don't like the name. So we're going to change. They don't know it's Harley Quinn. We got to get Harley Quinn in the title. Then they know that she's in it. They can't tell by seeing it all over every single bit of marketing and imagery. <laughs> like we, <laughs> dude, uh, that's what was so. It was funny. So when I did go and I had quite the experience when I went and saw. It. Even though the movie sucked for the boy too, at least in my opinion, I had quite the experience going to see it because normally I go to AMC thirty, but they weren't showing it at all. So I had to go over to Arrowhead to go see the movie and usually like when i go to amc 30 whatever i'll get like chipotle or subway or whatever and smuggle it into the theater and eat it like before the movie <laughs> how starts. do you smuggle it without a purse or does megan just put it in here well well yeah megan won't come like most of the horror movies we go and see like megan is not a horror movie person so like she will not go like she came when we saw pet cemetery and was freaked the fuck out like after the movie so i won't go just because i think most of them are garbage but like if i think something looks like it has a certain quality of filming or if it's like a particular property or novel that i'm into then i'll go with her but she's always complaining to me. he's like you never want to go to any horror movies but i feel like i've gone to quite a bit the last few years because we really have been in a horror renaissance the last like five six years it's been a great time for horror movies so yeah but uh yeah i'm sorry continue oh no i was just gonna say yeah i was like normally because i go with my friend jonathan he used to ride a motorcycle so he'd just like pack it for me in his little motorcycle bag and stuff but uh since he hasn't been riding a motorcycle now uh for like subway i uh, took the bag and i stretched it as like hard as i could and then i took my jacket off and then slipped my arm through it and like wore like (laughs) a carried conceal under my jacket (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then for subway i was wearing like a or chipotle i was wearing like a really baggy jacket and i was able to stuff the burrito in one of the pockets of the jacket hell yeah dude i remember uh so i worked at this shitty movie theater for like a long time as a manager and there was this one time where this motherfucker walked into the theater and i could literally see that he'd stuffed an entire box of pizza <laughs> in his t-shirt like he just had like the outline of a pizza box on his back like he shoved it up the back of his shirt and it was just so tight it was holding the box on his back and i was like damn i gotta respect that i'm just gonna let this guy through and not say anything because like that's incredible that he went through the effort to just shove an entire fucking pizza in his t-shirt to try and get it in the theater Dude, my favorite experience that I've told everybody because, like, when I talk about smuggling food, because I've, like, we smuggled Panda in there before in Megan's Purse for movies and shit like that. But the best thing I think that ever got smuggled into the movie theater was when in high school, I think it was high school, like, when we went and saw the midnight showing of The Dark Knight, uh, Shane fucking ordered a Pizza Hut pizza to the movie theater and gave them instructions to deliver it to like 
the side entrance whatever of the theater so like he opened like the exit only door and took the pizza and just brought the entire pizza into the theater that's amazing yeah um (laughs) well back at that time we were actually allowed to bring food into the theater i miss those days shit because we used to go there i think around like 2010 they canceled outside food because like i remember like because dark knight came out uh july 23rd 2008 so we just graduated high school a couple months before that and then um yeah i remember like the year plus after that i'd bring in subway every week to the theater because you were allowed to or panda or whatever and then eventually they're like okay you guys can't bring food in here anymore in like january of 2020 it was a bummer right so uh yeah so before i was like get too derailed i was like so went and saw the boy too and i was like oh man because i was like i'm hungry and i was like so i need to get food and since we were at arrowhead i was like i'll just grab something from the food court or whatever real quick and then bring it into the theater so i went into the mall and stuff and got my chipotle put it in my pocket and i was like oh cool i was like i'll just go down this way whatever in the theaters right there so i did that and then after the movie was over uh we came out and like i said goodbye to jonathan and his wife and stuff and i was trying to find the car and i remembered i parked kind of far away and i'm looking and it's raining this entire time because it's been raining all fucking week and i'm like where did i park the car and i was trying to remember and I was like, this is the, fr- like, this is the where I entered for the movie theater and stuff. So I was like, I swear it was here. And then I remembered I didn't park near the actual movie theater entrance. I parked on some side or whatever where Fired Pie was and shit. And I went through the food court, got food, and then came out a different side of the food court to go to the movies so I was like, I'm not actually on this side. <laughs> I was like, my car's on the other side of the mall. And it's like 10 at night now, and the mall's closed. Oh, so it's closed, so and you got to so, walk around. Yeah, so in the piss-poor rain, I had to fucking walk through the parking lot all the way around the fucking mall to finally get to the car. <laughs> it sucked. Damn, that's funny. I don't know when I'll see... A movie next i never got around to seeing sonic um probably won't at this point until it's on streaming down the line <laughs> yeah i was like i have a ton of fucking movies down like i downloaded sonic and i have uh i assume that's a cam copy if it's at this point yeah yeah i mean it has like hard-coded like chinese subtitles but it looks good like it's a pretty decent quality same with like i have like parasite and like 19 I have all these good movies so I just haven't watched any of them. Oh yeah. Parasites are wonderful. Um I've been watching some TV uh here and there when I have opportunity. I've been damn it, I got cats <laughs> beating each other up right now. <laughs> oh bitch. Break okay. it up. Uh, <laughs> um all right, where was I? Uh been really into the uh, HBO documentary McMillions. Just finished this week. Um, was a that was a breeze. A little six part, six hour series. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Did you watch that at all? Uh uh-uh. uh. Are you know aware what, of it? No, I don't even know what it's about. Oh, okay, so it's like every year HBO has like a a big 
production like multi-part series uh documentaries um last year was the michael jackson one which was only a two-parter but it was long as hell and crushed the entirety of the world yeah <laughs> but I um the, and they've oh I, I watched the one that they did about uh, like dr dre and, dr uh, dre the the, the like yes that one was i love that shit i loved every second of that i watched all four hours of episodes like the second they came out i love that shit um but yeah just like the dr dre one uh, this is about um so from 1989 to 2002 the mcdonald's uh monopoly game was rigged and nobody ever legitimately won it this one guy had access and was stealing the pieces and he had this big scam where he'd sell them and he'd have like these tiers of people that would sell them to people and then they'd have to turn in the tickets and they'd have to split money and stuff and there was this huge like 13 year long scam yeah i remember it was uh, like huge what you're talking about i remember hearing about it when the scandal came out because yeah he was selling the pieces to like friends and stuff and like he had his hands like and he would give them certain pieces and get like a cut or whatever like yeah it was like this big criminal operation that like partially had like the mob involved and stuff and it's insane and yeah it's this like six-part documentary going over the whole history of how the fbi found it and it's like with the fbi officers in charge of the program and the people at mcdonald's that helped them bust the people and like you see all the footage and the interviews they did of these criminals and you get interviews with them and background shit it's like you see just like the snowball effect of like how insane this scam was and how many people's lives it's ruined <laughs> like it's 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 quite a watch yeah i definitely recommend it um yeah it's supposed to be made into a movie at some point but yeah hbo beat him to it and made an actual doc but there'll be a there'll definitely be a feature adaptation of this like very soon it's quite the story it's definitely something that would make it a fantastic movie so i'm looking forward to it but yeah, great documentary series um i'm actually up to date on better call saul so i'm really stoked about that because it took me like over a year to watch season four because i was waiting for it to come on streaming services and then i finally just bit the bullet and bought it because i don't steal shit off the internet anymore <laughs> i finally after being a dirty dirty internet pirate for so many years i finally got busted like three or four years ago and like Eee, I'm not gonna walk those waters again and get into some serious trouble. So I and I just have like every streaming service and stuff. So it's like whatever. Um, so this year I just bought, I pre-bought the season of Better Call Saul on Amazon. So every time a new episode comes out, I can just instantly watch it. And it's just it's better than it's ever been, and it's always been amazing. So like I'm stoked. That show's so good. <laughs> It's like Breaking Bad never left. <laughs> I was like, I still need that. I only ever watched season one, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I still haven't even watched El Camino. So. Dude, you're dropping the damn ball. I know. <laughs> first, first it takes you like nine months to see into the Spider-Verse. Now I hear you're this. I'll never let it go. <laughs> and now I hear this. <laughs> I know. Into I'm Spider disappointed. It was really good, though. It but sure it, was. It well, as is Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is amazing. El Camino is really good too, but it's like just like an extra unnecessary ending for Breaking Bad. But it it, it it's definitely a good watch and uh, brings you back to the memories of how wonderful that show was. 
But, uh, I mean, naming of the podcast-wise, like, yeah, man, I have had nothing to play. <laughs> well, I've had things to play that have just been sitting dormant for months, but I just don't want to pick them back up after all this time. So I'm just anxiously awaiting Animal Crossing on the 20th. Dude, you and me both. I've been playing, the only thing I've really been playing recently, well, I was playing two things. I was playing, one, Murder by Numbers uh, came out on switch which it's basically phoenix Wright, like ace attorney mixed with a pictocross puzzle game is this that one game that's like it's like the phoenix Wright games and it's like based around like animals or something like that or am i thinking of something else uh i think you're thinking i'd i'd seen some article about like the game a game from like the people that do like phoenix Wright and stuff where it's like it's kind of like the attorney games, but like the culprits are all animals and stuff. I don't know. I, I barely read the article. I was like, that does sound to- interesting. I was like, now I'm going to have to try and find that game. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, this one takes place in like the, I want to say it's like the 80s. And it's like, you, there's this little computer dude, Scout. And he like, of course, typical anime trope, like lost his memory and stuff like that <laughs> and you play as this chick who plays a detective on tv and she got like fired and whatever and then her producer ends up murdered and the robot dude's like oh well you're a detective like uh if you, i help you solve this murder or whatever you can help me figure out like what happened to me and she's like well i'm not a detective i just play one on tv and he's like oh that's fine and so he like scans stuff and then it's like you have to like do like the little picked across thing so it's almost kind of like sudoku ish but like whatever and then it's like once you fill out the image then it like turns into a pixelated object thing and then you can use those objects to like interrogate people like phoenix Wright and stuff and do like prying questions and it opens up dialogue between characters and stuff to try and get more clues and stuff Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, shit, did you play the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake demo? <laughs> no. <laughs> I still need oh. to. I've been meaning to. It's just I haven't even downloaded it yet, but I've heard Dude, I was good. blown away by it, dude. It was surprisingly very good. And, like, the detail is insane, like, of how faithful they want to be to the original. Like, the game started, and literally, no joke, the sound beats because i'm old and i've played that game a stupid amount of times in my life like i knew like the sound beats and like effects from the original game so well that like they masterfully recreated it in the opening of this game like every single sound effect or music cue or everything was exactly the same like as the old game like it was nuts it was like on point uh, the game itself was fucking hard. <laughs> like, like it came down to the wire for me. At least in the version that I was playing, I was playing like the like real time live version. I thought it was a lot of fun. I guess there's two different ways you can play. You can do it turn based. Apparently, I didn't realize this until after I played the demo. But uh, the regular version, it was quite a degree of difficulty. Like I didn't die, but I came pretty close at one point. And it took me a while to get through the boss. So, like, it's definitely, uh, it's got some difficulty to it. So, it should be interesting. But gorgeous game. Uh, highly looking forward to it. I'm curious because we know it's going to be, like, a multi-part game. 
like they did with like 13 and whatnot terrible of course <laughs> um i had to mention it um i'm wondering if they're gonna how they're gonna divvy it up or if it's gonna be like maybe like in the original games like when we had like three discs like is it gonna end at the first disc of the original game and then whatnot i don't know it's well, a lot of content to cover <laughs> that's what was funny was i saw on facebook someone where it was like the final fantasy demo it's like please insert hard drive too <laughs> for... because it's like so, so fucking funny. big you know it's gonna be fucking massive and then depending on how many parts they're doing i'm like who's playstation has enough fucking memory to hold all this shit exactly yeah well just have to beat part one and then whenever they release the second part you know remove that from your hard drive you still got the save file <laughs> Just keep replacing. But yeah, I'm very curious to see uh, how much they stretch out of this. Like, if they're going to make, like, three games, whatever, or if they're just going to do it in, like, episodes, where, and it's going to be, like, a long-running thing. Like, I don't know. They haven't given enough information on the subject. Yeah, I was like, I definitely am excited to play, just because I've never really been a huge fan of like the turn taking aspect of Final Fantasy and stuff, so the fact that they made it kind of more actiony, like fifteen and stuff has. I like both. I'm an old school guy. I love turn based RPGs, but like I've played that turn based RPG a lot in my life, so I'm looking forward to playing it in a different way. Well, yeah. And I enjoyed uh, fifteen. I thought it was really good. Um, I didn't get super far into it, but I enjoyed it. It was very similar to like Kingdom Hearts, and they're going to a similar route here, except like those games you can actually switch between uh the people you control to do different aspects so i like it well yeah i see on the switch sometimes you playing final fantasy 7 yeah 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 <laughs> it's a i'm a creature of habit you know <laughs> yeah one of the uh, other games i had been playing was called under hero and sounds familiar i don't know anything about it yeah it's it's kind of like it's pixel art. I was going to say it's kind of like Super Nintendo graphics, but I'd say it's better. It's definitely better than that because it's kind of like a mix. If I had to compare three games that it like reminds it's basically Undertale mixed with uh, Super Paper Mario mixed with Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. <laughs> oh, so you're uh, creaming your jeans over there then playing that game. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's like when you start out the game, uh you're like you're playing as like the hero or whatever and like you're gonna go defeat the final boss like the evil lord stitches and you arrive at the palace and you're stopped by these little minion dudes who kind of look like shy guys but they have little horns on their masks and stuff instead and there was three of them and then the two of them you're like doing some dialogue with the hero and stuff and they're like wait where's the third one of us or whatever and he cuts the like cord or whatever to this like chandelier and it falls and mur murders the hero and the other two minions and then you like walk over and so you're playing as him now and he picks up the hero's sword and lord stitches is all like hey you killed the hero good job i'm gonna tell everybody that i did it because you know you're just like a lowly like minion whatever but you know congratulations on murdering the hero and you need to take these, like, three stones back to the three bosses or whatever that they were stolen from. And so you're, like, playing, like, as the bad guy, 
returning like the stones that were taken from the other bosses in these other like worlds and stuff. But all the while, you're technically now the new hero, and you're gonna eventually overthrow Lord Stitches and stuff. <laughs> the end. So it's pretty interesting. And like combat, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, dude. Combat wise, it's um, it's kind of like it's a mix kind of between Paper Mario, a Thousand Year Door, and Super Paper Mario, where it's not direct turn taking. Everything's based on stamina, so you have like, like using your sword costs this much stamina. Using like your mallet this much, you have a slingshot that uses this much, and then your stamina bar has to refill. But you can, your enemies also have like stamina and shit, so they'll have points where they get tired and they like won't like be able to attack you and stuff. But you can like dodge their attacks and stuff, and by dodging or blocking their attacks. It helps uh, refill your stamina faster, so you can get more moves off on them. And if you like land a hit to like the beat of the music and stuff too, it like does like a little bonus and stuff Hell like yeah. that. So it kind of has like a. So crypt it's kind of got the. Um, crypt of the Necrodancer. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of got that element to it. That's cool. Man, the indies these days—they're so extra. They got so many cool things for you to do. I know. I was like, so I was playing that until Murder by Numbers came out, and then I've been playing Murder by Numbers, and then I'm basically, you know, gonna drop that as soon as Animal Crossing comes out, and that's gonna be my life for probably like a month until I get burnt out on that. <laughs> I was playing for a while there, and I need to just buck up and go back and finish it. I was playing Jedi Fallen Order. Um. This is not saying much. It's a very low bar to clear, but definitely the best Star Wars game I've played in like since Battlefront Two, <laughs> the the actual Battlefront Two, not the remake. Um, from back in the day, uh, yeah, it's it's really good Star Wars game, but it's like essentially just Uncharted or Tomb Raider with lightsabers and the Force. And I, you know, I've blazed through all those games, so I'm like, why not? But uh, that game's actually pretty fucking hard, like combat wise, like. I get my ass handed to me a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got like one chapter left of the game, so I need to just... I do this all the time. I'll sink several hours into a game, and I'm so close, and I just drop it. <laughs> like I need to just go back and finish it. I had some other games towards the end of last year that I'd started, but I didn't get into because I just didn't have the time for it. Like I started Death Stranding, and I was actually enjoyed it from the get-go. And But I'm like, eh, I... I don't have the time to play a Kojima game. I know this. <laughs> the only reason I got it was because Redbox was like getting rid of all their video games at the end of the year because they don't want to do video games anymore. So I was like, oh, I can get Death Stranding for like 15 bucks. I'll go pick that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I haven't really been playing. Just between like having to work all the overtime and stuff, I haven't got to like do as much uh, video gaming as I've wanted to. Or watching shows or movies, like as much. Uh, I actually it was funny. I, cause I had like a bunch of movies and stuff on the home computer, and then it's like I have, like a five hundred gig old ass hard drive that you know has to be plugged into the wall and stuff, and it's like the size of like a fucking Harry Potter book, uh, from college, and then I had like a, I think it was five hundred gig too, but I think it was just a passport little hard drive like a little seagate passport and i was like i had this red terabyte hard drive that had nothing on it 
And I was like, why don't I just take all the movies from everything, all the hard drives, and just put it onto this one terabyte hard drive, and then that way it can just be plugged into the Xbox, and you can watch, like, a bunch of movies or shows or whatever. So, like, one afternoon, I literally spent the entire afternoon transferring everything onto this one hard drive, and it blew me away how much of the shit I haven't watched. <laughs> like, 90, <laughs> 90% of the movies, I would say, and TV shows and whatever that are on that hard drive, I have never watched. And I would say about 96% of the shit that's on there, I couldn't even tell you what it is. Or, like, <laughs> like, so many of them are from 2015, and I swear to God, I must have been, like, high out of my mind just, like, downloading shit because I'm like, I don't remember downloading any of these or, like, where any of this shit even came from. And, like, so much of it is from 2015, and I'm just like, I don't even know what this is about. Like, some of the titles sound kind of familiar, and then others, I'm just like, dude, like, some of it's, like, one's, like, this one movie from, like, 1968 or something, and I'm like, where did this come from? Like, it's, like, blowing me away that, like, I ended up with all this shit that I have no idea (laughs) where it came from. That's funny. Well, it's a good time to have all that content available to you. I ain't going to be going to the movies anymore shit like that. So hopefully these streaming services start getting some new content. Like I saw that Disney like took my, like, it wasn't my advice. Obviously I didn't see it. <laughs> but, like, like I was like, they need to start dropping all this shit on Disney plus like while people are quarantined and locked in their homes. And then they announced yesterday, like we're dropping frozen Two this weekend on Disney plus. And also you can buy rise of Skywalker now if, for some reason you would want to own that shitty film you can buy it now <laughs> i know dude i'm like waiting for you know wandavision and cat i'm waiting for all the marvel shit to finally just hit on disney plus are they missing things on there well no but just like the the tv shows like wandavision and oh captain and falcon oh well you're gonna be waiting a while now sir they had to halt production on those because of all this shit yeah, all movie productions like around the globe and TV shows have been put on hiatus like indefinitely. So like it's going to be like uh the writers strike of 2009 where we had like we're like kind of like uh you recall like Breaking Bad the first season it just ends with that with Tuco going crazy in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just kind of very like uncinematic ending, and then like the first episode of season two was that crazy shit with the shootout with Hank and stuff. That's because the writers' strike; they had to stop production on the show and just stop, and that's why the show just ends randomly in the first season, and it's so short. And we didn't have movies for a long time, and that's when we had like Doctor Horrible's sing along blog because like productions weren't allowed to be going so their joss whedon's like workaround was to do like an online video blog to tell a story um different times then (laughs) uh but um that's essentially where we're going to be at now there's going to be a lack of content because nothing can be made right now so either we're going to have a surplus of shit all coming out at the second half of this year or they're going to shelve it until next year and it's just going to be like abysmally drought for the next like hour or hour year and a half as far as like uh digital entertainment goes like it's it's shitty man it's gonna be a hard time great time for video games (laughs) uh need to get all the video games out like as soon as possible 
Right. I was like, I still have my backlog on Netflix is just flooded anyway. Like I know season three of Castlevania just came out and I really want to watch that. And then I still haven't watched like season two of you or I, I marathoned the ending of Bojack Horseman. I'm glad that came out before all this shit happened. I'm thinking about watching HBO's uh, Chernobyl limited series from last year, given the times. It's supposed to be incredible, so I wanted to watch it anyway, but I think now it's like perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we tried watching Chernobyl. I think we only made it through like the first episode, and like Megan like said it was boring. Thought it was boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like, I, I, as soon as you started this, I was like, I don't think that's something that Megan would be into. Right. <laughs> um, but I was like, one of the only other things I've had really going on is fucking, I've had this, uh, like a pipe or something like it, it didn't like burst burst i think it's just like cracked or something in my front yard but it's like leaking water and it's creating like a really soft spot in my front yard but i like i ha- my water bill hasn't gone up any so i'm pretty sure it's like on the city's side of like me retrieving water it's not on like my side where i'm getting like charged for like running water but uh it had been going like I noticed it maybe like I don't know a month or so ago and I was like man I really need to call someone or the city to like get this looked at and I just like let it keep going <laughs> and uh we had someone spraying for pest control the other day and like stepped on it and his like foot almost like fucking like went into the ground. he's like hey man you realize <laughs> you got like a busted pipe or something and I'm like yeah I know I really need to call the city so I finally like emailed them and they, like, sent someone out. Like, they've obviously been fucking around in my yard, and they, like, flagged a bunch of shit where there's, like, the gas line and, like, internet and whatever. But I don't think they've actually done anything yet because of all the rain and shit. I don't think they've been out to actually, like, yeah, fix it's it. Yeah, terrible. I have this issue because we have two balconies in my condo, and one of them we turned into a catio for the cats so they can have their litter boxes out there and trees and stuff and they don't have to make the house smell or whatever but uh whenever it rains especially when it's like heavy rain like their patio like floods because the wind pushes the water into it and there's only like a few drainage holes and it's like cement so then we've just got like a flooded patio because it's been pouring all week <laughs> so i've just been putting down towels and old sheets and shit to soak all that water up so trying to keep it at bay it, do- it only happens a couple times a year but it's a bitch <laughs> yeah i know my house uh smells like wet dog right now from and i just feel bad because like with all the overtime and stuff too like i had to call my mom and ask her to come by the house to let the dogs out of their crates because it's like we I wasn't getting off work until like seven at night. And I'm like, dude, they've been in their crates since like, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. Like they need out. Cause the last thing I want to do is come home to like someone having like shit in their crate. And that's the last thing I want to do after working fucking like 10 hours is have to go out front and fucking hose a crate off. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Crazy times, man. Well, we just have uh, a little less than a week till animal crossing. Then I'll have, some joy in my life <laughs> dude i know speaking of which i uh it's pretty wild i i uh, posted i know i posted it on the facebook to the do it for her picture with isabel but i uh i'm in this animal crossing meme group 
and I posted it there too. And that shit's at like 1.3 thousand likes. It like went wow. Vi- it went vi- like, that was my first taste of like having something like pretty much go viral in like a little contained group like that. And it's still going. Every time I go on Facebook, I have fucking more notifications. So I'm like wondering how high it's gonna go. <laughs> but I was like, man, that blew up. <laughs> Amazing. Comment, tell them, follow me on Twitter, guys. <laughs> Go share know, this right? shit. Like, hey, by the way. Uh, yeah, Yo, right Facebook now, sucks. Can you guys go on Twitter and retweet this for me? <laughs> yeah, right now it's at 1,312. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for Animal Crossing. I was like, I want, I know, uh, well, dang it, since I can't use his real name, since he's weird about that. Uh, he, 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 he messaged me on Facebook a couple, when was it? It was a couple days ago, I think, or whatever, asking me if I still worked at Target because he's trying to get for his girlfriend or whatever, he's trying to get the Animal Crossing Switch, which I know he ended up getting. But he was asking me, like, if I still worked at Target to try and, like, you know, I guess save him one or something. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm like, if you're going to get one, I'm like, you need to be at Target, like, right before they open. Because I guarantee you every Target probably only got, like, four max. (laughs) Because that's how Nintendo shit works is we only ever got, like, when Amiibos were big and shit and I did work at target and you like, just put them in your fucking locker you son of a bitch well, you know, I would hoard them, all the things like i because you can't technically put the like you can't buy anything while you're on the clock except for when you're on break and so uh yeah i would when the amiibos were coming out since i was the motherfucker stocking them i would uh our break because we'd work at like four in the morning to like do the truck and stuff to like noon or whatever i would our break would be at like six something in the morning before the stores before they open yep so we'd get the case of like amiibo so i know for the splatoon three pack amiibo and stuff i know matt really wanted it and stuff so i bought two of them and i bought one for matt and then i fucking sold the other one for like 60 dollars on craigslist you son of a bitch i know (laughs) took half of the stock before they even opened exactly i know but but hey, you know, I did it for other people. Like I was like Robin Hood in that scenario, though. You know, like with the Rosalina amiibo and stuff. I bought like three of them for like other people to make sure people got like the. Rosalina. I think hawking on Craigslist doesn't quantify as giving to the poor. Hey, the <laughs> only thing I hawked on Craigslist was the Splatoon one. That was the only one that, and Target never got any more of them. So. I was like, if I still had it, that shit would probably be worth like $80, $100 now with the three-pack, but... Nice. But yeah, I was like, I know, Tony posted a huge thing on Twitter about being that ass, because there's people with like the Switches who bought like four of them and are like selling them for like $400, $500 or whatever on Craigslist or Amazon or whatever now. And it's like, yeah, there's those people. See, I wasn't that. I didn't take like the entire stock of fucking Animal Crossing shit and like fucking flip it. There's been occasions where I was gonna be that guy, like where I bought like when the there was the pandemonium for like the Super NES classics. Like I bought two of them, and then I was like, I'm gonna sell this shit. And then like once I actually got both of them, I was like, 
which one of my friends needs one of these things? <laughs> like, I'll sell it to you for the exact retail price. Like, I just felt dirty about it. So then I just sold it to uh, somebody I cared about who needed it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, to this day, in the guest bedroom, I still have a Rosalina in the box amiibo because like i never sold it or got rid of my other one and she eventually became worthless when they mass produced her after exactly. a couple so of it's years like not worth anything now so i'm just like well whatever i'll just leave it in the box i guess like because i haven't yeah, maybe it. one day yeah. maybe one day it'll come back i had the same thing with the uh the yarn yoshi i've got that and you see those fuckers everywhere and i'm like damn it i didn't need to get all into this craze i know i was like i need I was like, kind of wanted to get like for, cause I know the Animal Crossing amiibo and stuff are like are gonna work with the new Animal Crossing. So I was like, oh man, like all those now all those like Animal Crossing amiibo from when the whatever Carnival Village game came out, like that shit that like you couldn't even sell on fucking clearance. That shit's now back up at like fifteen dollars, like per amiibo and stuff, because of Animal Crossing. Hell yeah! I think I just have a Tom Nook one. Yeah, that's what all it looks like I have for Animal Crossing ones. But that's dope, man. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we have one bright light in our future coming here, so I know I'll, okay. I'll ride that way. Luckily, it's something that you can consume a fuck ton of time into on a literally a daily basis. So, uh, I'm I'm ready for it. Man, dude, and I uh, I invested a uh, bunch of time into the Yu-Gi-Oh game too, man. Yeah, I, I want to play you. I'm ready to play. I mean, if you invested a lot of time, you're probably going to whoop my ass because you know the game a lot better than me. But yeah, I'm down to play. Dude, I was like, if you're not doing anything after the podcast, I'd play a couple. I built a couple decks, so I'm excited to. I put um, like six. I put like sixty hours into the fucking game. <laughs> like get oh, certain cards. I put like, stuff. I put like eight. <laughs> I know. That's why. That's why it's gonna be fun though. Like, I just want you to see the shit that I built and like know that like the reckoning's coming. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't think I can right after this podcast. I still haven't eaten today, so I'm gonna take care of that and do a couple things with the wife. But I've got a lot of availability. You know, if you want to hit me up, we can All play right. at some point today if you're available later. Yeah, I was like, I don't think, after, like, having to work, like, pretty much, like, all last weekend and shit, like, I'm like, dude, this weekend, I, like, I don't. I 100% agree. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to do really anything. I need to work on more game shit, though, because I. I do have some OT I need to do this weekend. I'm going to try and push it <laughs> off till tomorrow. Yeah, I was like, I still need to work on more negative space stuff since. It kinda I was working on it more again and then like with all this shit and then just working a ton and stuff, like development on that has like slowed to like a steady halt, so I need to like get back at it. Hell yeah. Well, I mean it's not a great way to end the podcast, us setting up our weekend plans. <laughs> but it's been an a, a joyous time. It's been a nice break from the chaos chatting with you here. I know. I was happy I missed the boy. I was like, I knew it had been a couple months since uh, I'd really talked to you, so I missed you. Yeah, likewise. I'm always uh, always down to jump on this here show whenever you need a, host, a guest host. So yeah. I'm always ready for you. Obviously, I haven't gotten off the ground with my own shit, but I'll figure that out at some point. Yeah, I was going to totally hound you to be like, so... We, uh... We're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it at some point when I have some availability to do some art 
artistic stuff. Oh man, and I think uh, we should end the podcast. I got. I was actually gonna open the podcast with this question, but I think ending the podcast with this question is even better. All right, this is gonna be PBS themed question for you. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Fuck Mary, kill Arthur, Caillou, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna. What was the second one? Uh, Caillou, the little bald kid. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say Caillou. I have like no relation to. Like, I don't know anything about that show, so I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. <laughs> um, um, wolf. Hmm. Well, fuck Arthur, cause he's got a good grip <laughs> from the meme. <laughs> And I'll marry Clifford because he's a big red dog. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because that is my exact same three too. And I have no problem. Even though Caillou is a child, he is a not a real child. He's like a fucking alien skinwalker. Like normal children don't look or talk like that. So I have no problem. Maybe he's got cancer. Who knows? All right. So then that's going to wrap it up. Everyone stay safe. And may your toilet paper be bountiful.